The letter to the Romans is a sequence of teachings. One builds on the other. Let me explain what this means. So let's say you're in Boston and you're traveling to Florida. So you're traveling and you get to uh, North Carolina. No, no, North Carolina is a great, is a great uh, state. It's got lots of beaches, lots of nice things to see. But that's not the goal. The goal is Florida. And that's the same way with, 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 the, book, with the letter to the Romans. We're in chapter 5 now. And chapter 5 is a great chapter. There's a lot of nice things. But that's not the goal. The goal is chapter 8. So let's take a look at how we can fit all these pieces together. Chapter 8 is considered by many as one of the most beautiful passages of all of Scripture because it describes to us the gift that God gave us. And the, the ultimate gift that anybody, any human being could receive is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Think of the Holy Spirit as a power source that you're able to do the things that God does, to have God's qualities and characteristics, his humility, his kindness, his, his slow to anger, his generosity, his being able to make sacrifices for others. This is the, uh, this is, uh, this is the gift allows us to do this in a level that we've never been able to do it before without, without this special gift. So what Paul wants to do in chapter 5 is to explain, well, how do we get this gift? How does it get from heaven to us? There's got to be a way of transferring this gift to us. Somebody's got to be the giver of it. And so, and so in chapter 5, Paul tells us that uh, our, the only experience that we've ever had is the Adam experience. Adam's experience in life is he sinned, then he was banished from God, and then he dies. And that's, that's our experience. Our experience is the same thing. We sin, and then we're separated from God. And we'll take, a, take a branch, and it's, as it's, it's cut off from the tree. It can't survive without the life source, so it dies. And that's what happens in sin. We get banished from God, and then we end up dying. And that's the only experience we've ever had. Was, and Paul calls it the Adam experience. But when Christ became human, he didn't have the Adam experience. He had a different experience, and his experience was not sin, which is the opposite of sin, which is love. So when you love, you, uh, you, you can't sin. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to sin. Uh, you know, my... Uh, if I like my videographer, I'm not going to steal his equipment. Not that I know how to use it anyway. <laughs> It'd be kind of useless to me. But when you really love somebody, when you like somebody, you're going to be kind. You're not going to kill him. You're not, you know, this, uh, you're not going to steal from him or, or uh, covet his goods or, or any of that. So, that's, uh, so love is the opposite of sin. So Christ loves, and that's why he dies on the cross, so that we can gain uh, eternal life. So, so now what we have is two options. We, the option of Adam, which is to sin, get uh, banished from God, and then die. But now we have this new option. This new option is uh, to love, which, in, which uh, entails all the commandments, so there's no longer any sin. And then we get, uh, which is the track to eternal life, which is, which is the opposite. So now we have these, uh, two, uh, this, uh, these two options. Of course, one is, is the, uh, the, most, the more important one, the most important of all. Now, so then Paul goes from there, so that, so that we're introduced to this option. Now, we need to have a first experience of this option. We need to experience what it's like to be Christ. Uh, and this first experience is really, really important. And this is going to be chapter 6. So, so let's take a look at the first experience. Let me give you an example. I teach New Testament scriptures to uh, first theology students at St. John's Seminary. And none of them really have a lot of experience writing exegetical papers. And they're not that easy. I mean, if you haven't never, never wrote one before, you have to have a certain argumentation. It's got to be uh, done in a certain way where it's convincing. Uh, you want to try to understand the, 
the intention of the of the author that that wrote the the New Testament, and I uh, can get can get very can get very difficult. So what I do is uh, I tell them to send me drafts, send me the first paragraph. I want you to send me the first uh, page, and we'll work through it. And so what I do is I take the draft that they have and fix it up and try to uh, edit and revise it for them and help them to have an experience. So at the end of the paper, they have a beautiful, polished, well argued paper. Now, the first experience is very important because after they know, after they've experienced doing a paper really well, the second one's going to be easy. And then the, other one, the next one will be even easier than that. And so the first experience is, 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 all, is the, all important is to have that, that, that uh, uh, knowing what it's like. If they just hand in a paper and it's poorly written, they don't have an experience of a good paper. So that's why I walk them through it. So Paul is introducing us in chapter 6 to this, uh, new, this first experience that we have of Christ, which is the initial way of getting this gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not going to tell you what that first experience is. You're going to have to come for the next video, which is going to be next week. So, uh, so don't miss out. Uh, return, and I will tell you all about the, this first uh, initial experience of living Christ's life. We'll see you then.